at it again with the Blue Testament crew here for another Shades of Blue soccer show. We're one short this week. I We're myself, man down, just I, like yeah, I myself <laughs> am here. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. We have to talk. We have to talk about English. We have to talk about uh, You said you were talking like with an English accent all day today. Is that accurate? Yeah, I did. It was very okay. fun. All right. I'd a lot like of it was. It. I was working from home alone by myself, so a lot of it was in my head. But all I right. sounded really good. Right. I still I, like to hear it. I know. If they had won, would you have done? This? Would you have dedicated this entire episode to England it, speaking in an English? Accent? I would have absolutely. <laughs> but it, but it ended with the uh, with the loss. Yeah. Sweet goal though. It really was a beautiful goal. And it just like it just like came out of nowhere. Like the you know the teams try so hard to do all this to score, and it was just like a random header glanced off a guy's head right to another player, and in one shot, and their yeah, World well. Cup hopes are over. Yeah. And then that extra time goal too. Well, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, that was the. Extra he kind of confused me there because I said sweet goal referring to the free kick, and then he talked about that one, so I was confused. Well, it was a sweet goal. They were both. They yeah, they were yeah. both good. Anyway. Now I'm trying to think of what goal I'm thinking about. Well, but we have we done a podcast without <laughs> myself. We've done without Allie. We've done without Thad tonight. But we can never do one without Cody. That Cody, is, is that important? Damn straight. That's right. Cody yeah. He's got the keys. <laughs> He's got the keys. He has the access. And we just sneak in randomly through the back door and all wearing all black. Audience may not like me, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be here every time. He's going so nowhere. We, we worship at... Uh, We'll get used to at it. Cody's feet. Yes, we I'm do. also gonna try to take my voice down an octave now because <laughs> yes, I've learned. <laughs> I've what learned the that, hell? <laughs> I've learned that I have people talking shit. I get animated, my voice goes up. Sorry, yeah, because your mother's coming. I have plastic surgery scheduled next week. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, my mother. Upon hearing Bob's my voice, she's gonna be really ears. mad. She's she's gonna listen to this and be, else. and be really mad that I told you. <laughs> But she love you, mom. She What's her name? listening. Shelly was listening Shelley, to the pod oh. and just was imagining Bob, I guess, as this handsome Fabio debonair, from, like, yeah, <laughs> from those like romance novels with like the flowing <laughs> right, right, long yeah. hair. There you go. Yeah, because riding of his, a horse. Definitely what I'm not. Because of his great radio voice and, <laughs> and upon seeing an Instagram, she was a That's little disappointed. Scary. Um, yeah, so I don't think I've gotten anything that I've heard of in the comments or from a family member of anyone from the pod, and don't. I'm fragile. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you have any criticism, no, let me have it. <laughs> I'm fragile, she said. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Bob. Yes, sir. Bobbert. Yes. You came out with a quality article today. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, on uh, Allie's favorite guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who is that this little, week? Little brother. Is that Russell or is that Shel- uh, Who is that this week? It's okay. rotating. For it it changes. Yes. It's ever changing. <laughs> Zussi yeah. is the only rock in that one, though. I think Zussi is like always. Honestly, yeah. okay. So my mom loves Now, if you talk about this Ulier. Bobby guy on this novel riding, a, riding this horse, and <laughs> Zussi's the guy, right? <laughs> Zussi pre-haircut? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know how that fade necessarily Ooh, translates he's, he's been to put a, on notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need Zeus, the locks grow back. back out. 
We need you for a a book photo shoot. Like a cover, okay. A cover well, shoot. if you haven't read Bob's piece on the Blue Testament, it is Do titled it. "Sporting Kansas City's Daniel Shawley: A Study." A. What? What's the? What's next the? Part? Hold on. What does the first part mean? A study, a study. as in he's, he's, he's like a case studies. study. He studies. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was oh. He's, he's he's someone who studies. He's a study. Uh, well, it's very study, good. Just uh, just. A, just tell us about um, your like your interviews with him, what you learned about the young lad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel, as we all know from Allie's interviews with him too, is a very likable, mild-mannered, fun guy to talk to. He's just oh, got yeah. this inner He's joy. Very, it's still very genuine. He's still very much a, a kid in some ways. Yes, you know? boyish. Very, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. candid. That's yeah, what is. I love. I mean, you don't get that scripted response. Like, what you hear is exactly what you get. I mean, yeah. There, yeah. I'm sure everyone here has had some sort of interaction with him, even off off the record, off camera, and he is, like, the same guy. Yeah. So He seems like the kind of guy, though, if, if things even were going wrong, he'd still be the same way. He'd you still know? be smiling, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I just uh, asked him a little bit about, uh, you know, his goal-scoring prowess, which obviously he scored, what, six of the last 11 games. He's been really integral to the success of sporting. But uh, he said, (laughs) I liked his quote about Ike. He said, yeah, when I was a kid growing up, I, uh, you know, always wanted to score goals. I always wanted to be a striker. I never understood those kids who, who, you know, didn't want to be one. So I asked Ike one day, you know, why did you, you know, why defender? And Ike's like, you think I wanted to be a defender? <laughs> <laughs> he and I have like a funny dynamic. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. They always kind of get back and forth they with do. one another. I mean, Ike's <laughs> just like, he's that guy on the team for sure. So it's, I always, they always I was always that same way. Like why on it, why on earth would anyone ever want to sit back there and try to play defense or be a goalkeeper? But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, so his, Ike's answer to that was interesting because my sister, my older sister, was always a defender, and yeah. she was just the opposite. Like she, she was like, I can't imagine wanting to be something else. <laughs> so that was like interesting hearing Ike be like, Oh no, yeah, I just wasn't good enough. Well, and it also <laughs> kind of backs my point. I want to maybe, and I maybe it wasn't. I know we've talked about it on this podcast. Would it hurt to see Ike Opara up top? <laughs> hey. It fulfill his dream and, and you know, maybe ours. Let's make his dream happen. <laughs> Peter, put that guy at center forward. Kyrie Shelton's out. We found a replacement. Allie's not dropping that one. And she also <laughs> wants to see Kyrie as a center back, too. So yeah, well. I do. I think Kyrie actually has the, I mean, his temperament and who he kind of is as a person would be a great defender. He seems like the guy who would kind of go out on a limb for people that he cares about. I kind of get that vibe from him. Okay. Okay. You're a vibe he'd, kind of girl, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy that he'd be a good defender in any way. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but I don't think he'd be a good defender. All right. Well, back to Shaoli. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the friend portion of the title, I didn't develop as much as I wanted to because it kind of went away from the point of him being a goal scorer. But uh, him and Johnny, I guess, apparently became good friends riding in the van to training in preseason, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it's continued through. They sit next to each other in the locker room as well. And, uh, you know, we've all been in the locker room post-game, and Johnny is always giving some stick to uh, Daniel if, mm-hmm. interview- <laughs> if people are interviewing him around the locker because Johnny can't get to his seat and everything. And, and Daniel will throw some side points at, uh, at Johnny while he's interviewing as well, too. So but fun relationship, good guys. Definitely. And Daniel, uh, like I said, he, he has some abilities that just – are just given that are natural that he's also developed and honed through study and 
and yeah, you can see it yeah. very quickly watching him in training or, or anywhere. You can see that he's just got that like what well, something. And what I liked, I think the most in your article was the quotes from Peter about his attitude and mm-hmm. his passion and that he has the perfect attitude to be successful as a forward. He's willing to learn. He's willing to grow. And like Peter said, his trage- his trajectory from there can only go up. Yeah, so yeah. I think. Yeah, while like the success that we're seeing is great, I think people often forget he's only 21, almost 22, and you know, with the right attitude, the skill, all the potential in the world, I mean, we'll be seeing big things from him in a few years. Yeah, there was a quote I didn't use, I took out cuz I had a hard time fitting it in the relevancy of it, but here's the idea. Peter said after I think the Houston game that, you know, when Kansas City attacks aggressively and with an aggressive mindset, that's when they're best. And I wanted to make the point that Daniel has that, mm-hmm. and if everybody could just be like Daniel, <laughs> maybe maybe we'd be a little more successful in, in moments when we need to be. I think yeah. that's a Europeanness. You think so? I don't know if it's a word, yeah, but that's definitely what it is—a uh, lethal Europeanness. Yeah. Well, he's got it literally Hungry in his blood. Hungarian. Him, his father. <laughs> yes. He's what the fourth generation right. in his family to yeah. to play professional soccer. So Love yeah. Mine. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we got. This Hungarian immediately after losing another one that a lot of people were upset about, but I think, I think uh, down the road this one will be more useful to us. Christian Namath, I believe he was referring to. That is who I'm referring to. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he's here for a number of years, but you know I'm not keeping my fingers crossed. Or that, or I mean, I'm even if he's not, I hope, uh, I hope he goes and makes that money. Oh somewhere. Well, yeah, sure, sure. Because the team will see some of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And let's just put a sideline, you know, Daniel's tweet this week, his favorite player is now on his favorite team. So, you know, good for Daniel. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo is now with Juventus. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's um, briefly talk about the last game. Let's do it. Ilya PK. Mm -hmm. Cool as you like, as they say. Yes. And Johnny Russell gets his, his seventh on the season and his 100th career he's hit the century mark but Ali's favorite part guys the front flip like (laughs) we cannot it I'm up in the press box and I feel like so many people are you know working to write down what just happened and they you I looked behind me and people were like had their noses down in their computers and I was like did uh, did, (laughs) you shocked me because you were right next to me I was was like what (laughs) oh my gosh it was Amazing. I mean, who knew that he could do that? Yeah, Johnny, I, I wasn't ready Johnny for it. Johnny Hattrick is full of tricks, and that is something that he just showed us on Saturday. And I asked him after the game, I was like, Johnny, that flip and interview with Johnny coming soon have had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so was with it planned? My, what? Was the flip planned? He was spontaneous. Like, I, it was pretty spontaneous. I was yeah. like, have you been practicing that? And that was, you know, kind of off like right before we were you know getting everything set up to interview and i was like so what was that flip i was like was that planned or what and he's like oh like i haven't done that in forever so i'm like you're telling me that you haven't done that in forever and you just <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> go flip like just celebrate with a nice little flip yeah, that i haven't not? practiced in forever but who knows? No, i was i don't ever look away I'll, I'll, I'll always wait for the run to the corner you gotta the, the key part of a goal is the celebration that was i was paying you right okay so you cody right. and i saw it it was but... very good i liked it <laughs> Um, okay, so also in that game, Kyrie Shelton has uh, been hurt, but also he didn't start. So I was going to say we lost him, but we, got, we have lost him. 
But he also wasn't starting already as the, as the striker. But that play where he got hurt was almost a goal. I mean, yeah. he would have gotten his second 3-2 uh, game winner there. Which would have been pretty sweet. Wish he had. But I know. yeah, he played well when he came on. I know. And I saw him at the Swope game. And literally the first thing he said was like, I was like, oh, like, Kai, how you doing? And he was like, and we were just kind of talking about the play. And he's like, but like, he was like, I almost scored. And I was like, I know. Like, how sweet would that have been? <laughs> so yeah, hopefully so, we see him back. How do we deal? How does Sporting Kansas City deal? Well. So the prognosis is about a month. We're thinking he's going to be out. Okay. With a knee injury. All right. Mm-hmm. An important month. I mean, I, how did you guys think that uh, Rubio played? Because like, online, it's been kind of up and down. Some people think he played well. Some people think he was crap. What do you guys think? Um, I was, I mean, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I wanted, like, I just, before the game, I'm like, oh, this is such a big chance for him to yeah. come out and do something big. And yeah. there wasn't anything like that. But There's an argument that he, like, he played okay, I guess, but. But no, my thing too, so you're underwhelmed. Under, okay, but underwhelmed here's my is the thing, term for Cody. My thing with that though. Okay. Rubio's come in, he's gotten some huge, you know, goals in a, a two to three minute span or forty three seconds, I think was the time he was on the field before he scored that goal against Houston. And it's like he's held to such a higher standard now when he gets these starts, even though he can prove that he can come in and do these things, whereas Kyrie Shelton would be out there for however many minutes over how many over however many games without scoring a goal and then it's you know Diego's out there and he doesn't score a goal or he doesn't assist or whatever when he's starting and it's like oh well and then he's bad so I, I mean I'd still like to see a little bit more from him you know we haven't really gotten to see as much of Diego Rubio this season but I think there's still the question who's going to occupy that role will it keep changing I liked or? in that game I really liked Belmar it Same. looks like uh, he he was giving them a target to like to to try to hit at the top of the attack. Like it, it was it was like he was like giving them something to look for up top. Uh, there there was just something that like he brought that like the team was lacking before he got mm-hmm. out there, and yeah. like it, it looked like the you know the players behind him were like more eager to find that guy up top. Could like if they're more confident in him or something, but. They were definitely just the team looked way more lively with Belmar out there. Yeah, I think he brought really great energy up the tempo for sure. The way he runs and moves is so dynamic and creative, and he's so fast. Like you can't take, he's you can't deny yeah. how fast and but like strong, not yeah, just fast. Right. He's yeah. you know he can hold the ball while making these runs. And in the Swope game last night, he actually got an amazing assist for Haji Berry. Yeah. Uh, beat some guys, got straight to the line, made a beautiful cross. So that's what I would be interested to see, not just him as a center forward being that target per se, but also the guy who's making those quick runs with a beautiful cross, Johnny Russell on the finish. So I think seeing Belmar a little bit more in that role, giving him, you know, that time to get past that, I don't know if it's, I don't know, the nerves that kind of come with playing with the the senior team, but I think – he would be great. I think it's worth a chance. Um, you know, Shallowy can play there too. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Shallowy, Belmar, Russell front line. Why not? Yeah, I think. Have we seen much of that? Like those three, those three. together. Well, the I only game recall. that Belmar started was was the Open Cup game uh-huh. in Real Salt Lake. Is that right? And he was on the wing, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah. I Man, so. I don't think Russell started that, did he? No. No. I don't think so. But he. 
He did he score played. that game. He was coming back from Scotland. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Duty. You're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Those three have been up, have been you know in that in that front line together at all this season. Is that so? That's remember. our that's our preferred. Well, I, I don't know here. if Cody wants me to go here, but one reason I would see that as our preferred is, yeah, I love Gerso, and Gerso was fun to watch. Yeah. He is. No, but really, when it comes down to the final product, it just isn't there. Man, I'm you know, I'm I'm uh, very like uh, I'm at the my my wits end with Gerso. Yeah. Well, and because here's when yeah, here's when Gerso's best. When you're up and you're trying to hold on to the lead and you just need someone annoying Kick the ball and quick into space. and <laughs> right. just run it down. Like, oh, yeah. Make, oh, yeah. Cause a commotion for the other team's defense. I, I mean, he was doing that all game against Toronto, to be honest with you. He yeah. was causing commotion because we weren't having much success down the middle, so we were using that wing uh-huh. a lot. But it's just that final product. Yeah. Cody, he's just so frustrated when he gets down there. His cross might be wayward or it might be good. You don't know. Right. And then his 1v1, he loses the ball sometimes. I don't know. He yeah. is frustrated. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm done with getting my hopes up with it. I yeah. just yeah. <laughs> Every game right. I'm like, yes, he's going to do it. He's going to. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he is fun. Yeah. So, yes, those are that's the three that I want up there. Okay. Let's do it, Peter. And then, yeah, he can come off, and then Gerso can come off the bench. He can be useful off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Rubio. Well, to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if that's what happens come this weekend to see Belmar up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then again, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rubio in there either. But yeah. Yeah. I agree. (sighs) What do we know? Do we know anything from training on that front? Uh, Thad. I mean, uh, oh are god, over you, to you guys. <laughs> I'm sitting in Thad's seat today because usually Cody and I share a mic because there are three microphones in the studio, and Thad is like on the other side of the table, tucked away in the corner, and that's me tonight. And that <laughs> she doesn't volunteered. mean that I have. I did volunteer, but that doesn't Ricard, mean that I have sarcasm, the sarcasm, dry humor, and quick trip drink. Where's your hat? I know. I forgot my hat. I forgot my hoodie. Dang it. And you weren't mustache. You weren't trying to scarf down like some protein bar right before we ate, and I had to wait until he stopped chewing to start recording. Uh, I can go grab one really quick. (laughs) That is busy tonight. He's covering the busy bee covering some soccer at Swope, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Academy games. But no, we have no information from training on that due to Thad's absence. And then honestly, sometimes even if we do, we can't say it. Right. That's right. Accurate. Penny, penny partial color information. Accurate, partial. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you the gist of it. <laughs> That's um, about it. Okay, let's talk about the Red Bulls, who just broke their four-game winning streak. In Lost the, the Crosstown Rivals. In the That's New York suck. Derby. <laughs> New York is blue. At the moment, yes, it is. So yeah. we've got, we think we have our front line set for them. What about the midfield? Or should oh, we talk we're going to talk the, about our should midfield? We, should we talk about the Red, let's talk about the Red Bulls first. Okay. What do you have? Well, speaking of the Red Bulls midfield, Tyler Adams has been a big rock for them all year. And yeah, it looks like he, he might be transferred uh, to Leipzig. Is that how you say it? Am yeah, I right there? Close enough. L- you close added enough. a little flair to it that Did I don't I? normally do. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if that means he's out for this game, I mean, that's an advantage for us. They have yeah, a new he's, coach. He's reuniting with Jesse Marsh. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure there's no coincidence there whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But good for him. Go, America. I like it. Right. S- send those kids elsewhere. Exactly. Be good for him. But uh, I think we might be catching him at the right time. Down after last week, new coach. Adam's gone. As long as we take care of uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, right? Which right. 
<laughs> this is not an easy task, and it doesn't seem like we've ever done that very well. <laughs> and, well, I mean, if Ike's in there, I have confidence Ike can take care of him. But Yeah. Do we think Ike will start this weekend coming off of his uh, – he left the field with an injury against Toronto. I don't know. Okay, will well, Peter want to ease him our, in? I have, a, I have a quick injury rundown. All right, yeah, so let's, let's do that. Okay. Uh, Felipe. Report. <laughs> Felipe is full training, and he's ahead of schedule. Quote end quote. Cody's getting needs. his hopes up. <laughs> I already had, I already had my hopes up. <laughs> um, Ike should be ready, is what we know. Should be in the keyword. Should. Busio is training in full, and Lobato and Madranda are running again. All right, sounds good to me. I'm just happy to see Madranda doing something again. Yes. I miss my guy. So, I mean, do you guys feel comfortable with a Beasler-Amore combo, if that's what's necessary, to keep Opara out and, you know, just make sure he's good? Or what do you think? Yeah, I yeah. probably more so than a lot of people I do. But I, I like Amore, and I think uh, I think that's a good enough backline to get a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I wonder, uh, will we see Graham Smith again? Ooh. He seems to be, I don't know if out of favor is the word, but did he not play with Swope the other night? He did. He did, so mm-hmm. he played there. Oh, so yeah, he played the full yeah. 90, and Brad Evans actually exactly yeah. st- uh, started yeah. the first half. But, you know, Bradley White Phillips is not a speedster. I mean, he's quick, he's smart, but he's not somebody that's going to you know necessitate an Icopar athleticism to stay right. with. Right, you know? more yeah. like an Emiliano more brick wall. <laughs> yeah, him and Beasley are working together. Uh, I'm sure smart enough to uh, take care of him. So yeah, that could work. But you know, they just might be careful with like. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I would see that being. I mean, they were careful with bees. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In recent games, when he was coming off of you know his injury, so I could see them doing the same with Ike. And Ike also, I think. I know Peter talks a lot about like the psychological strain, especially at this point in the season. And you know, maybe Ike's kind of had some flubs. We'll call them. I know that's our <laughs> word yeah. over here on the podcast. So maybe. A little, little break. Get him in in second half or end of the second. I don't know. Nothing is taking um, Jalen Lindsay out of the left back spot, right? Is that is that his? He's been looking good. He looks great. Cousin looked good last against TFC as well. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that little play down the sideline with the two of them. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Dirty. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Dirty. Dirty. (laughs) So good. I mean. The I've, pass, the pass from him that like just stayed right. The pass from Cousin that just barely stayed in down the line. Yeah, got an audible like noise out of the out of that intern that I was sitting next to. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was very good. It was. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that a was little one too. That was really good to see. The and kids also, are showing well. Yeah. They're showing well, and like Jalen plays well beyond his years. I mean, you would if you didn't know anything about the team or anything about anyone on the field you would never watch a full game and if someone asked you oh how old do you think like the left back is i don't think anyone would be yeah, and <laughs> that, not oh 18 me. years old like yeah and not looking if you like don't look at his face and you're just like look at his physique yeah also very mature yeah <laughs> like, doesn't I mean, look like a kid out there he can compete physically yeah and i love seeing he does some really cheeky moves oh, on yeah. like i mean he had a flick watching on him, that like, one his play. footwork exactly yeah. i mean even more so than like Zussi or some of the other guys in that back line, like he can be really shifty in his moves. And it's cool because he doesn't get 
flustered under pressure. He well, yeah, just it's, calmly like it's cool that he even thinks to do of it, right? Which is yeah, like so many players, it's like ah, and especially a defender who you know trying to get out from pressure. You have someone running at you so fast, and he's just an able eighteen to, year old, an defender. eighteen year old, yeah. So his maturity, his physical abilities, I mean. He's great. I may be a little late to the party. I mean, I've noticed those things, but just it hit me this past weekend that they just feel and look comfortable now. Like yeah. they belong. And that that's the vibe that I got the kind of from them. Yeah. It's okay. They, they've arrived. They're comfortable. They're going to go only up from here. And they honestly, they needed to be that way. Yeah. Like they, with so many, and I know Peter touched on this after the Toronto game with all the injuries, like they didn't. They weren't just getting time because, you know, obviously they he had said multiple times like they deserved to get the chance. But it was like they were coming up big, not just because, oh, it's an open cup game and we're getting the young guys in. But it's like, no, we actually need you to get out there and we actually need you to make an impact because you are like you are one of the last options (laughs) that we have. Even if and now they're since they've shown themselves so well, now they are maybe even referred to as number one, number two option. Whereas maybe before they would have been even further down the depth chart. So at least we're getting to see them. I know it's out of necessity and that's not good, but Eric Palmer Brown left us and we like really never even got to like exactly. see him play. So. Good point. So we got Lindsay Amore, Beasler, Zuzi probably in the back line. We think the midfield's gonna be Ilya. I mean always. who else would it be? Uh, Cousine and Croze. Is that what we're thinking? Oh. Well, wait a minute, Espinos will be back. What am yeah, I talking about? Yeah, I was like, okay. Espinos yeah. will be back. So Espinosa jumps in, probably him, Ilya, and Crosse. Is that what we're thinking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yes, right. Roger is back. Yes, I. Oh, thank God. Brain fart there for a second. Apologies. <laughs> no, you're. <I've... laughs> we need him in the midfield. We need him and Ilya working together. Yeah, Kaku is a danger for uh, Red Bulls that we need to make sure we take care of. So they can handle that for sure. Everyone on Reddit, hear that again. Sporting Kansas City needs Roger Espinoza out on the field very badly. <laughs> if you don't appreciate Roger Espinoza, then don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and I have to mention, I don't know if it's Cheese Bro or if it's Chad Smith, but you said the word flub earlier. I did. He was digging on my digging on flubber. On uh, it was on Slack, I think, this week. Did you guys see that? On the yeah, movie? Yeah, you should or never on the... pick on Flubber. It's a great classic. I'm like, hey, sorry. Chad, who I said apologize. that? Chad said that? Chad or Cheesebro or I don't know. It was one of the two, I think. So, yeah. Well, at least we know these people are listening, right? Yeah. yeah Someone's exactly. listening. They're listening to something we're talking about. Yeah. Even if it is Flubber. Not, <laughs> not our insightful partial analysis of Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what else we have for the Red Bulls? Any points we should discuss? Any matchups we're worried about? Uh, not that I can think of. We've talked about Bradley. Ryde Phillips is the one really to uh, to worry about. Kaku feeding him in the midfield, and then uh, Adams possibly being gone, which is really their Roger Espinosa. I mean, if they've secured a loan, he's not. Oh, they're going to, Yeah. If if he's if he's with, already officially with another team, there's no way they'll that he'll play. Last time we played them in New York. Sporting two Red Bulls zero back in April 2016. I recall, but I also recall Bradley Wright Phillips doing his classic heel click against us multiple <laughs> times in one game. And I love it. I like hate it, but I love it. It's classy, classy celebration. 
You know, you guys are probably going to criticize me for this, but my favorite Bradley Wright Phillips moment was in the All-Star game. We scored a couple years ago. It was a sweet goal in transition against – who was that against? Uh, Heck, I don't remember who was it against, but uh, it was a sweet the Bar- goal. Was that the Barcelona year? I think it was, yeah. When Pep and Caleb yeah. Porter got into uh-huh. it. I think that's exactly <laughs> that the same year it was. That was a great All-Star yeah. game. Yeah. That was a sweet goal. Phillips can uh, – Put the ball, put the biscuit in the basket. Allie, what's good on your phone over there? Well, I was looking something up for New York Red Bulls, Cody, oh, okay. but you can try to call me out over here <laughs> oh, as so much what, as you want. Is that what you've been looking up on your phone the whole time? <laughs> okay, Shut well, what'd you, what'd you look up? Well, Hit us with it. I'm, I'm in the process of pulling it up, so hold on. Okay. Momentarily. I'll stretch over here. Okay. Yeah, you, you start stretching. <laughs> so, you know, guys, if you don't know it, the people are listening Every time we go to the game in the press box, there's this, I don't know, 20, 30-page packet of the minutia of every statistic related to each team in the game. You guys ever actually read through that stuff? I actually there is have. There's so much stuff there. No, it's I incredible. actually have like one or two times, like actually full detail, like underlining, highlighting things. Exactly, yeah. It's kind it's of exhausting. It is. <laughs> it is exhausting. It is. <laughs> but... And a waste of paper too. And who gets KC. paid to update that stuff every single week? Somebody that's gotta does. be. That's gotta be Cos Sam Cosvin, right? You think so? Yeah. But you're right; it is a waste of paper. But anyway. Okay. I I was hoping we were gonna go short today, and we have. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. Anything else we should talk about? Oh, wait, there was something on Reddit that I wanted to. Uh... Oh. Oh. Oh, someone on Reddit. I don't remember what the what the OP was, but it was like someone commented and said, "These reporters, including Sam, need to hit harder when talking to Vermees about the search for a number nine. And this guy legitimately said, "Because they need to be reminded that they <laughs> promised a striker." <laughs> That's a real thing that a person so- said. So. He's the per, the poster is saying it's our responsibility. Well, to call. <laughs> well, apparently, what he believes is that if somehow an, if a reporter starts annoying Vermees about it, he'll like, be like, gonna, "Oh, oh, all right, all right." Now I'm gonna, gonna open sign up and tell think, us everything. Right now, yeah. I'm gonna sign her to striker. Okay. People <laughs> understand how well coached Peter Vermees is no. when handling media. Like the they man don't. cannot be shaken, and he's been around it. He was a player. He. You know, now as a coach. And on the national team. And, national team, yeah. I mean, he'll tell you what he'll tell you. And that's about and it. And honestly, he's pro- it's not even that he's been trained. He's the one that's the steel trap himself. Like, he's probably yeah. dictating what <laughs> what anyone can say. Honestly, like. he does a great job, though. I mean, he controls, yeah. he controls the narrative. He controls the media room. He doesn't let any media kind of bully him around, even the ones that he probably owes, you know, more... Yeah, but he's also pretty good at being forthright. Oh, oh he yeah. is. I yeah. think yeah. He, and he's funny. He's oh my gosh. I, yeah, Peter Ramirez is. If he hasn't dug on you at least once, he didn't like you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, and I mean, <laughs> I just looking at all the freeze frames from oh, my yeah. I saw that interviews with him on <laughs> yeah. camera. I mean, you would think that I'm getting scolded <laughs> or like reprimanded, <laughs> yeah. but it's just Who you know. Who commented on that today? Um, well, Chad said something about a, a surprisingly happy. 
Peter he was well because yeah, at, at, at well, and I was about to comment, and that's that is I'm giving credit to Ali Trost on that one. They <laughs> he likes doing interviews with her, like she like brings it out of him. They have like well, a good duh. they have a, they have like a good uh, they have a very good <laughs> thing going We've on there. Good, uh, that's no joke. He he was surprisingly happy because he was talking to Ali, and I'm, I'm giving her <laughs> credit on that one. Well, thank you. We have a we have a nice little relationship, and I I do appreciate Peter. You know, as a coach, I think. He is such a good representative of the entire club and the program. And I can't think of in the league. Yeah. I mean, just this team, it's an honor to be able to talk to him afterwards and kind of hear his thoughts on the game. And he was a surprisingly happy Peter Vermees, though, despite coming off of two losses and then capping off the three day or the three game kind of streak with the tie. Although obviously they wanted the win. He did say that they grabbed something from that game, which I thought was cool because I think whether that's something tactically or just, you know, that emotional whatever soccer mojo you need to get back after kind of going through a little yeah, rough he said, patch. He, he said that, and I was like, oh, that's gold. <laughs> that was great. I, I do have a Peter Vermees story from preseason. I think it's okay to tell. Okay. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. I would. All right, story so, time with Bob. So that event that they held at, at the stadium, right? Okay, the preseason event, you know, the yeah. rah rah cheer cheer introduce the team thing, right? <laughs> okay, so here I am, the members club, you know, and I'm just hanging out a little bit before the actual player thing, right? And Peter's up here on the stairs talking to somebody, some news station with a camera, right? Mm-hmm. And there are these girls, probably 25, 26, that I got to talk to a little bit, and they're both coaches, right? And then they spot Peter Vermees, and they literally. One of the girls runs over to the stairs and says, all right, take a picture of me with Peter in the background because he's up above. <laughs> so they do. And they take this picture, right? Okay. And uh, Peter's just come down the stairs. And I'm like, hmm, ladies, would you like to meet Peter? <laughs> they said, yeah, that'd be awesome. Play over. I said, uh, Peter, there's some coaches over here that I think might have a crush on you. Do you mind coming over and talk to him? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so He's yeah, very he's good. He's, such a, he's, he's a, a man about player. town. He's very good. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's funny because it's. If you just see him coaching and kind of, you know, that the we'll go back to that vibe he gives off. Yeah. I mean, he's when he's in the game, like he's very intense. He's very oh, yeah. passionate oh, yeah. and like can come all across, I think, to someone who doesn't interact with him in a not game situation is very stern and strict and scary. But he is like you said, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he is. Loves to crack jokes. And <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he loves the fans. He loves the team. So he'll do anything to. A little heads up on that. I am going to be interviewing him for an extended interview coming up fairly soon. So if any of nice. our listeners out there have any questions they want me to ask, I'm going to try to get some of those questions answered as much as I can. Okay. So, Well, that's going to be about a striker. So make sure you <laughs> ask about that because he needs reminded. Yes. But right. I think questions that I have, I don't know if you guys have ever read the transcribed speech that he gave at his Hall of Fame induction. Read it. It was awesome. I like teared up a little bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie, he—he's a really yeah. interesting guy. Okay. Oh, he is. But so, can we? What can we offer to people who <laughs> must not think that they're searching for a striker? Like, how do we? How do we make it clear to them that a search is going on? Well, according to a particular source in the previous window, we made multiple offers. Teams just didn't want to give up those players at that point. And see, so we I know guess that we would need. I need. I should have asked a question to this person. Like, we know Peter Vermees will not. He's not. He's not going to reach a certain point 
and then be like, screw it, I will spend a bunch of money on this player that I shouldn't. He's not ever going to reach a exactly. uh, like a breaking point mm-hmm. and do that. Right. So we should just so so it, we know that he's going to spend it in his mind responsibly. Mm-hmm. Are these people who are upset still? Do they want him to just? Should we just throw away money? Is that is that what is that what the alternative is here? That everyone sh- that that he should just. He should reach that breaking point and be like, all right, fine, we'll bring this guy in. But, like, the team scores enough goals. It's not like that goal scoring is such a huge issue that it's, like, up your price because we're going to have to spend it if we want to score goals. Yeah. It's like they're – I almost feel like is that number nine search going on within the team right now trying to solidify a striker? I mean, seeing shallowing some of those guys. I mean, I know they're they're going to try to bring – a number nine in and they're gonna oh, they are. pay a price they're but trying. it's like goals are still being scored so people just need to relax and just wait for it to happen so what's our time right now on the uh, podcast cody because we could really open We're this up short. well we yeah we can keep <laughs> yeah we can keep going on because it apparently is a thing that everyone wants to talk about at all times Matt Doyle insists yeah i know a lot of people's opinions of matt doyle the armchair analyst at mls insists that we need a number nine you look at Toronto, you look at Seattle, both in MLS Cups the past two years, right? Mm-hmm. Josie Altidore, Clint Dempsey, they had those number nine strikers. Right. Oh, we need one. The yeah. team need one. needs one, uh, for sure. Yeah. I just, I, I guess I'm... seem terribly convinced, but... Well, especially if I'm... Kyrie is not going to be playing. Well, right. okay, and maybe I feel that way now more, but... I think something it's like Peter said with Felipe coming back, it's like having a new play. Like literally it's like getting a new player because he made such a huge impact so early on. And now it's like, and that will make a difference. And that sure. is going to make a huge difference. I know. I, I agree. And like, but I, with a number nine sport in Kansas city would, I think win the whole freaking cup. I mean, well, I'm Doyle not, even said perhaps like that as would, much. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, yes. Yeah, so that That's the thing. Uh, of course, we everyone wants that striker, and if you like think about it, if if they were to bring in a DP striker now, this team does seem like it would be like unbeatable. It would be stacked. But <laughs> I, even if they don't bring anyone as far as a, a striker in in this window, I still don't think that the season is lost. I don't think uh, I think they can still win trophies. I think they can get that home playoff game that they've been looking for. And uh I I think at a certain point Peter will finally find his guy, whether it's in this window or the off season. Well, I mean, as you said earlier, he's not gonna spend money recklessly, but he's also gonna make sure he gets the right guy. Yeah. You yeah. know that. And he's had a pretty good track record recently. You know, the acquisitions he's made, Russell, um, Felipe, uh arguably Croze, but you know, um there Ilie. are people screaming right now that yeah. that's a negative and not a positive on Krause. But let me ask you this. Do you feel if we don't get that player until the offseason, we don't know if Espinosa is going to be here next year. We don't know if Beezer is going to be here next year. We don't know if – who's the third one in that? Is it Sinovic? You know? You said Beesler, Roger. Um, Sinovic. When's Zeus's Zeus oh, yeah, next year? Just... So can we afford to wait and see what happens with all that. Well, to get especially, the striker, or do we need that striker now to take advantage of what we have now? Well, and 
from the standpoint of like coming into a team that is stacked versus like trying to get a striker when you're potentially, you know, losing core players from right. the team. It's not as appealing of an environment to or an attractive place to come or you know, environment setting. I don't I don't see us like falling off a cliff after this year or Yeah. Okay. Anything I think that's like that, something but... to be talked about too. I mean, I've had the idea of talking. Okay, so Beasler, Matt Beasler, are you in contract negotiations right now? Uh, Roger, what about you? So that's something I'm looking to be doing as well. Yeah. Because if Those they're going to things... do it, they're going to do it soon, right? Am I right? Because they don't want it to be a distraction during the last part of the season, the playoffs, or, right. and they don't want it to be in the off season, right? How how close? Just personally, do you guys think that the two of them are? Who? Espinosa and Beasler, just for example. To leaving? Yeah. Like, do you uh, think, think it... Beasler will be here for sure? I think Beasler will be. Yeah. Espinosa, they might be a guy that, okay, we've got Felipe, we've mm-hmm. got Ilya, we've got some opportunities with Busio, Crosé, Zane. Yeah. Roger might be expendable. I'd hate to see him go, but when his value is good enough and you can get yeah. something out of him, you know, especially with. What Cincinnati coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, anything about that? I hope they wouldn't let him go for nothing. But yeah, no. As They're in next season. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Nashville's twenty twenty. So yeah, Roger will get. We'll leave Roger unprotected. He'll get stolen. Could be. That'd be really sad. Or do what we did with Failhopper. Failhopper wasn't traded till the till after the, yeah, the new year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he was still under contract. Okay. Yeah. Be interesting. Anyway. Okay. Did we? Things to think about. Did we dissect that enough? Yeah. We still didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Um. Okay. That's good enough. We went forty minutes for three of us. That was that was solid. Sounds good to me. I'm we starving. <laughs> Not really, but they do. Dad, we do miss you. And what was your name tonight, Allie? Oh, that? don't say that. He doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, because that's actually like what you call him that, though. Please say it. Please say it out loud and see, and see what happens. Okay, well, Thad, I apologize in advance, but I can't help that the combination of our names is badly. There you go. <laughs> I prefer Thaddeus myself. Thaddeus is a good one. Is that his full name? <laughs> and Cody, you don't have to call me the Bob again. Oh, no, this I is the second time I think it's happened. <laughs> the first time Bob Bobber, feels what right. is that? Does it feel right? Why does that feel right? off the tongue. <laughs> okay. Until next week. Adios. Go sporting, go sporting. <laughs>